You are listening to the Best in Wealth Podcast, episode number 202. This is the Best in Wealth Podcast, a show for successful family stewards who want real answers about wealth and investing so we can feel secure about our family's future. At the Best in Wealth Podcast, we think differently about wealth and investing, and you should too. Well, hello everyone. My name is Scott Wellens, and I'm your host of the Best in Wealth Podcast. Now, this is a show dedicated to helping real people, that is you, my friend, build real wealth so together we can take family stewardship to the next level. I am a certified financial planner, a fiduciary, an educator, and a wealth advisor, and it is great to be with you today. And being a financial advisor, a fee-only certified financial planner that's independent, one of the great cool things about my job is I get to walk with particularly my older clients as they begin to think about how they want to be remembered. You know, for a lot of us, the big goal is trying to get retired. Like, let's make sure we got enough money and we're mentally ready to retire. Once we've been doing that for some years, we start thinking about how do I want to be remembered? And one way is starting to give your money away. And a lot of that gifting becomes a big priority to some of my older clients. And it usually goes something like this. In the beginning, you're helping as a parent, you're helping your 16-year-old buy their first car or helping them pay for their wedding or helping them with the starter home. But then you start to have grandkids and now you're getting a little older and you think, man, I got enough money to survive. How do I want to be remembered? And so it starts looking differently. And we set up donor-advised funds so my clients can gain tax advantage contributing to a donor-advised fund and then start giving away to their church or charities of choice. Or maybe it's starting 529 plans for the grandkids. Or maybe it's starting to gift up to the applicable amount before gift tax starts to your kids who are much older now. My question to you is how do you want to be remembered? And do you want to set up a plan and a priority to start giving money to your favorite charities, church, and loved ones? Let's get to the topic of the day. All right. I haven't even talked about what the topic of the day is, but it is around giving money to your loved ones. In the intro, I talked about when you have enough and you want to start gifting to charities, to grandkids, etc. But I want to flip the script and talk about the reverse and helping loved ones with money. What if you're now in your 30s or 40s or 50s or 60s and you want to help your parents? It's the other side. Or you want to help your kids who might be 30 or 40 years old, or your sister or brother or cousin or friend. Now things start to get a little bit dicey. And so 
this podcast, I want to talk about four points that you should consider before giving money to loved ones that have their hand out because they're in need. Because let me tell you, this is not an easy subject, but we all need to work through it because we potentially will get faced with it at some point during our life. So before you give money away to loved ones, whether it's because they have their hand out or you want to start a 529 for your grandkid, you need to ask the first question, which is, does my financial plan allow for me to help my parents or kids or sister or whoever it might be? And you need to think of this in two different steps. First, think of it in the short term. Does my monthly cash flow allow me to give money away? Or is the need more than my monthly cash flow will allow? And so in order for you to give the money, do you need to save for three or five or six months before your short-term cash flow allows you? Because one thing you need to make sure you remember is that you can't sacrifice yourself for someone else, although that might sound great, but then you yourself will be one that ends up having to put your hand out later on in life. So think short-term, and then secondly, think long-term. Does your long-term plan allow you to give out money to a parent or loved one that is in need? Again, if the long-term plan doesn't call for it, you yourself might have your hand out later on in life, and who are you helping then? And the main takeaway here is, do you actually have a financial plan that will address the short term and the long term to see if you even have the ability to give the money away in the first place? So that's number one. The second thing you should consider before you hand money out to a loved one, to your parent, your child, is having the conversation. What is the money for? It's okay to pry. It's okay to want to know what the money is for. If you have a healthy spending plan right now, you and your significant other are discussing major purchases. You're agreeing on things. So if you have a parent who needs money or a child, it's okay to demand to know what's going on in their life. What's the money for? Because sometimes it adds up and sometimes it doesn't. And don't get me wrong, these are difficult conversations to have, but what is the money for? Is it to pay off debt? Is it a one-time bill? Is it reoccurring bills that they're having a difficult time with their monthly cash flow? Is it because there's a job loss? Because they had a different major expense? Or even worse, is it an addiction? Is it a gambling addiction, a drug addiction? Now, oftentimes, if you have this conversation, your loved one is not going to cough up and tell you, yes, I need the money because I have an addiction. So that's something that you'll have to start to figure out on a deeper level. But knowing what the money is for is your right because you're the one that's giving the money away. The third point I want you to consider before you hand money over to your loved ones, is having the conversation, brainstorming with your loved one to figure out if there are other alternatives to them getting the money. And why would you want to seek out other alternatives? Well, maybe they can actually do it on their own. Maybe you're 
good at creating a spending plan. And now you can assist your loved one in creating a spending plan. And now you've empowered them to pay off their own debt or to pay off their one-time bill or to get a hold of those monthly expenses so they can actually afford their life. Can they do it on their own? Oftentimes they can. I've been throughout my life at various times donating some of my time to the church to help folks who are in debt. I've taught the Dave Ramsey Financial Peace University for many, many years. And I take on pro bono cases here at Fortress Planning Group on occasion, helping people with their debt. And oftentimes, after we've gone through their finances, we figure out they can do it on their own. What are some other reasons why you want to look for other alternatives? Well, the money you give may be too much. It may trigger gift taxes. It could be a bigger problem for you than you even think that it might be. Or maybe some of your siblings can help. Maybe it's one large reoccurring bill, and now you can bring the whole family in so the whole family now knows what's going on, and the family can all help and all pitch in. If it's, for example, your parents that might need money. Let's look at other alternatives to them getting the money. Maybe it's a healthcare issue, and it just turns out that they need to be on a different Medicare plan where some of these prescription drugs now might be covered. Maybe they just have not gone that extra step, either because they don't even know maybe that that step even exists. Are there other alternatives? And the fourth thing and final thing that I want you to consider before handing money over to your loved one or loved ones is boundaries. What do I mean by boundaries? Well, it opens the door to a whole bunch of stuff. First, I do not think it's a good idea to give loans to loved ones. Whatever you're going to do should be a gift. Why? What if your loved one can't pay it back? What if they don't pay it back? What if you see them making bad decisions and they refuse to pay it back or can't pay it back? That will damage the relationship. The goal of giving money to a loved one is not to damage your relationship. So if you're going to hand out a loan, hey, it might work out. You might get that money back, but it's not worth the risk. It's not worth the risk of damaging your relationship. That's the first boundary I believe you should set. Make it a gift. Don't make it a loan. And depending on what the money is for, If your loved one needs reoccurring money, that's not a one-time thing, I think a great boundary to set is to figure out what you can afford to give and are comfortable to give and your spouse agrees with the gift and set a monthly gift. This will protect your short and long-term plan. This will protect number one that I was talking about is does your financial plan allow for it? If you set a monthly gift, now the expectation is there every single month for your loved one. They know what they're going to get, and you're not giving too much or too little. And worse yet, it prevents your loved one from continuing to come back to the source to ask for more. The boundary is set. It says, hey, mom, dad, I really want to help you, or son, daughter, I really want to help you. And I think that I can. 
but this is my limit. I'm able to give you $200 a month, and I'm going to give that to you every single month on the 6th of the month. You're going to get a reoccurring deposit into your account for $200. That's what I can do, but I can't do any more. That's a great boundary to set. Another boundary that I like to set if I'm going to give money to anyone is I want to see their spending plan. I want to know that they actually are keeping up. I want to help them with their finances, but I want to know that they are turning the corner, turning over a new leaf, and that they are taking control of their finances. Maybe for whatever reason or another, because they're on some fixed income, that they're a couple hundred bucks short, 500 bucks short, whatever the case might be, and I want to help them, but I want them to be smart with their money too. So I can say, mom and dad, I am willing to give you, or son, daughter, I'm willing to give you X dollars a month. However, I need you to create a spending plan that I've helped you with. I need you to follow that spending plan. And the last boundary I want you to think about is that it's perfectly okay to say no. It's okay. It's okay to say no. Maybe your short-term plan doesn't allow to give any money out. That's okay. Maybe your long-term plan doesn't allow you to give money out. That's okay. Maybe your loved one refuses to stop the bad habits that created the shortfall of money to begin with. Saying no in that instance is okay. Sometimes the greatest thing you can do for your loved one is to just say no. Hey, listen, having the money conversation with your kids, your parents, your friends, or any loved one is so hard, but it is also a conversation that must be had if the hand is coming out and your loved one is seeking money. And if you stick to the four principles that I talked about in this podcast today, you will know what you can and can't do, and you will be able to set up healthy boundaries. And know that your loved ones could end up in the same spot as before. You could give them money, and they're coming right back a couple months later. It could be because of bad budgeting habits. It could be because of bad saving habits. Or even worse, it could be because of addictions that keep them coming back. I have seen this with my clients and my friends. They feel guilty and they think if they give money, everything will be better, but it does not mean that it will. But they still say, I have to give them money because they are my loved ones. Sometimes, and I know it's easier said than done, but the most loving thing you can do is to say no. You can empower your loved ones to figure it out themselves. They will be stronger for it, and it won't be easy. But I wish you all the luck if you do. But if it is for a good reason, use these four principles. Figure out if you can do it. Set the boundaries. Set a limit. And you will be on your way to healthy giving habits to your loved ones. And remember... The biggest point to this podcast is if you're going to give any money away, make it a gift. Do not make it a loan. You don't want to damage your relationship with your loved one. 
Hey, this is all the time that I have for today. I hope that everyone has an amazing day and week ahead. And I hope that everyone sets up healthy boundaries when it comes to your loved ones and money. And I hope everyone thinks about it before they give. Everybody, I'll see you on the flip side. Bye-bye now. The Best in Wealth Podcast is hosted by Scott Wellens. Scott Wellens is the principal of Fortress Planning Group. Fortress Planning Group is a registered investment advisory firm regulated by Securities Act of Wisconsin in accordance with compliance with securities and regulations. Fortress Planning Group does not render or offer to render personalized investment or tax advice through the Best in Wealth Podcast. The information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial, tax, investment, or legal advice.